It's episode number 96, Revenge of the Cybermen. Go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine. You couldn't control my mind before, and you certainly can't control it now. Would you like a jelly, baby? The TARDIS, when working properly, is capable of many amazing things. Because the polarity of the neutron flows, the TARDIS will be free of the force field. Well, the TARDIS is more than a machine. It's a unity. It's like a person. Resulting reaction. Despite it. Welcome back to the old Doctor Who show, your tri-weekly classic Doctor Who review podcast. We are here on a Sunday, fun day, Father's Day. Hey, fathers. Hey, Daddy Day. Daddy Day is a weird way of putting Father's Day, and I wish I hadn't done that, but I would like you all to meet my son, Nestor. <laughs> Thank that's, you for uh, making uh, that uh, joke. Inside baseball for uh, I've fans been sitting of, here waiting to make that joke. But yeah, you did it for me, crappy so. uh, U.S. politics. So hey, Dan, Daddy. no, of course this is Dan. I mean, I'm not Dan, but I'm Eric. This is Dan. I'm Hello, Dan. Dan. That's Nestor, my dad. <laughs> American politics is crazy right now, folks. But it wouldn't Hi, be everybody. that. It would be as if I literally just told Dan that I had a son named Nestor, and he popped up, and he was 19. <laughs> And he had been living with me for six years. But you didn't years. tell anyone about it. No one knows. It's not on any bio. It's never been mentioned. All of his major life things, he is not a part of it, but he is a also, part of it. Also, there's just no paperwork an... for it, and nope. he has a real family. Just to win an <laughs> argument. Literally yeah. that far, just to not look racist. Why didn't but... you tell us about your son? Because I didn't want to expose him to politics. So here he is on Tucker Carlson. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, let's not talk about that crap. I want, that's all I want to talk there's about. There's more important things to talk about. Like uh, uh, Doctor Who, right, Dan? Doctor yeah. Yeah, do you have any... Just, is that what we're going to do? We're actually going to talk Yeah, about I don't know. It. Oh, you know what? I have a couple sure. of things uh, that I just want to hit up first. Uh, because I don't know what happened to you in your three weeks, but I have children, real children, not Nestor children, that uh, I have raised and uh, their whole, the whole time. Uh, from the beginning to uh, to this now. moment, yep. yep. And uh, so my uh, oldest child graduated from uh, her middle school. Uh, for those that are updating their their map at home of my life, uh, my life map. And uh, one of the speakers at the her graduation, I have heard uh, via her. Perhaps is a listener of this podcast, which in and of itself is strange a little bit. Like, I think that feel like there should be a support group for children whose parents uh, have podcasts because that's like a whole other thing. Like, could you imagine like it was like maybe you'd hang out with your dad once in a while. You're hoping for that that uh, catching in the uh, cornfield uh, from your dad that never comes. And then our poor children have to deal with uh, their dad talking about a children's show from the 70s. But anyway, I have heard, I don't know if he still listens, uh, but I will say to uh, Justin, I hope I didn't give up too much for your name, I thought your speech was excellent, I think it was very funny, and I think you're actually funnier uh, than the school has a right to have you as that. That doesn't make any sense, uh, but you're better, you're than, better than them. You're better, better than, than them. You're better than them. It's a level you're of more. humor that is uh, beyond, I think, what most people... Would find, and I hope you find your way out of this miserable town 
that uh, that sucks. But anyway, you did a great job, so hats off to you, Justin. If he's already unsubscribed and he hasn't listened, uh, let him know. It's fine. Let him know, yeah, folks. Let him know. Find, find, hunt find down him. that child and then just start shaking him. <laughs> that podcast mentioned you. Uh, but I, I was very entertained I, uh, enough that I wanted to just give you uh, some props. Do you just want to do his entire routine? Here? <laughs> yeah, that does reenact. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Dan, while I was watching virtual graduations, what were you doing these three? Oh, years? I was also watching virtual graduations <laughs> from across the country. For another reason. Um, I'm just know. so bored and lonely. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. What have I been doing the past few weeks? I don't know, man. These times, what can I say? Right. There's just there's nothing to say. America's yeah. hottest middle school graduation. <laughs> no, um, at all. Now, yeah, of course, it's going to always go in that weird place. You when need I, to I just want it to go in the second of this. I want Let's... the absurd place. Not okay, we're going to start over. Three, two, two one. one. Clap. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so all right. So let's. T- uh, do you have, unless you have anything else, we can just jump into uh, I, Doctor Who: Revenge of the Cybermen. I would like to do that. Okay, so let's hit the button. Uh, <laughs> pretend that last ten minutes did not happen or happened differently. <laughs> just, that's almost always my thought at the end of these podcasts. Was hey, that was, I just wish that kind of happened differently. <laughs> not that it didn't happen, which I think is a positive. That's a positive growth. Right, right. You're really making my therapist, so. but I'm glad it happened. <laughs> I just wish it happened. Not like that, right? Uh, the show me. Yeah, okay, I was going to say something <laughs> even more <laughs> inappropriate. <laughs> is it a, is it a Mr. Show sketch? Uh, it could have been. It could have been. Uh, all right, so let's hit the button and get us out of this before it's too late. I wanted to free them from this tyranny of dark, living rock. Living the way we had for generations, at least we were safe for us. Safe from the genocidal threat of the Cybermen. I had a dream of folly conceived out of arrogance through overweening ambition. We could have faded with other worlds, exchanged our gold for armaments. We could have been strong enough to defend ourselves against Cybermen or any other attackers. Counselor, we are beaten. Our people withdraw, refusing to attack the Cybermen again. Order them back! Command them! I'm sorry, Counselor. We need time to regroup! There is no time! Come! I will speak to them. Uh, okay, so this is, Dan. Dan, this is Doctor Eric. Who, Revenge of the Cybermen. They're gonna uh-huh. get back at you. Uh, this is a story... But are uh, they, though? <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, they're there. Yeah, that's their they- plan. Uh, no, this, plan, this is the sure. fifth serial, fifth and final serial of season number 12, lucky number dun, 12. Dun. Tom Baker's first season uh, ends with a story about the Cybermen. It's from 1975. It's directed by Michael Bryant and written by Jerry Davis, although I saw it was also worked on by my favorite, or one of my favorite classic Doctor Who writers, Robert Holmes. Uh, You know when you see Robert Holmes' name on something, it's going to be good. Uh, The Doctor uh, and Sarah Jane and Harry, a Doctor who I had forgotten about. uh, And then when I saw him, I was like, oh, of course, Harry. Of Of course, course. Harry. But then you're like, but why Harry? 
Anyway, yeah, keep going. okay, yeah. Uh, then, then we can talk about that as as it goes. End up uh, involved. They end up. I can't remember basically, but they end Folks, up I'm back at the ark in space. Uh, Eric didn't write this one. down. I did not write this one down. <laughs> but the entire first season of of Tom Baker, if you remember, cast back your minds. We started on the second episode, I think, or the second story of the first season. The first one was a robot, and I think the second one was Ark in Space. We ended up on an Ark in in Space, and then the Doctor and Sarah and Harry ended up on a whole adventure that finally brings them back to the Ark in Space, although we are now before, uh, earlier in time, before it was an Ark in Space, when it was simply a... Uh, beacon in beacon space. that looks that it is it is around an asteroid, a newly discovered asteroid. So it's going to keep either. the uh, freighters and spaceships from hitting it. So, uh, but there's been a plague again. Lots of plague talks. Very topical. It is. Uh, there is a plague that is killing everyone. There's very few people left, but they're not really telling people that there's a plague yet. It's kind of hush hush, secret secret. And it turns out that it's not a plague. It is. A, Wait, what is it? It's a secret. Cyberman invasion, which has to do with multiple levels of backstabbing, which involves a gold dust people, uh, which is uh, actually where Fleetwood Mac got that song. A lot of people don't understand oh. gold dust woman uh, originated right. from uh, the planet of gold. Uh, Makes sense. Yeah. So the the planet of Stevie Nicks, which is also <laughs> something that we should have had, because I imagine it would be a planet of Stevie Nicks and then everyone has their own bird. Like, everyone would have, like, a hawk or, like, you know what I mean? Like, you're familiar. Yeah. But it's just, like, that's their whole right. thing. And, uh, yeah, Lots so, so Planet of Stevie Nicks, uh, Gold Dust Woman Planet. And there's uh, a proto-Turlo who is, is just, <laughs> like, what they were like, this guy sucks. Oh, Let's yeah. make a younger version of him. So he is in, involved. I don't know. Version. I did not, obviously, dance right. I did not. Uh, write this down uh, or it's give it much head. thought, and now I'm just sort of rambling through the plot. So you get it. You get it. You know what this you guys story watched is it. about. You've seen this. Otherwise, you wouldn't be at this point. So, Dan, what did you think of Revenge of the Cybermen? I enjoyed the story. Full stop. Oh. End of review. Okay. All Moving right. Fair on. enough. Fair enough. I also enjoyed the story okay. uh, very, very much. Very so much. what are we doing in three weeks? Three weeks we are doing... Yeah, what's our next story? <laughs> I I really enjoy... Uh, so as you, dear listeners, have been following along, we've been jumping around through time and space, uh, visiting various doctors and alternating between them now as we're going back through the, the um, list of serials. And uh, it's great to be back with Tom Baker. It's especially great to be back with Tom Baker and Sarah Jane mm. together. Um, still... One of my top pairings uh, ever. And then there's also Harry. Um, so that's fun. It's it's a kind of a bonkers episode in the way that it begins. Like it just, <clears throat> because we're not watching things in order, but we have seen the previous stories that lead up to this. I had no idea what, ha- what was going on when they first started. And they're just kind of floating around in space. I guess we can jump into the story. But my, my, my overall sense is it's a lot of fun. I like the characters. I like the double crosses. I, the setting, again, being back on what will become the Ark. But the, the beacon um, setting, this that looks great. The underground caverns and uh, shooting on location there looked awesome. Um, the story was a lot of fun. So And the, the alien race with their politics, that was it wasn't too much. Sometimes I, I feel like those stories can get a little bit 
too heavy on like the internecine politics within a particular story, but there was just enough to be like, there's where the tension is. That was very interesting. And you had Cybermen, so it was fun. Eric, give me your uh, your thirty second download on what you think of this one. Oh, Dan, I uh, I I was pleasantly surprised. Um, I don't know why I thought it wasn't going to be good or not as great as it was. I think maybe some listeners may have tipped their hat a little bit early that uh, mm. this had not been a good. Uh, story. I love this story. I will say also, I must have seen this story as a kid because I remembered a good deal of it, especially when we went to that gold planet and I saw those people. I'm like, I know them from, but I couldn't remember it very well. So I I assume this is probably something the last time I saw was eight. Um, Mm. But I, I loved it. I thought it was really entertaining. And there's something about Tom Baker, and you can say it's nostalgia because, of course, you're remembering when you were young. But there's something about that title sequence and his delivery and Sarah Jane, and it just puts me in a really good pl- uh, mood and place. And I, yeah. I just w- enjoyed it from start to finish. You mentioned a little bit about the jumping around. So as soon as we started, as soon as the story, story started... Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, the arc. I forgot about the arc. And then it took me a little mm-hmm. bit of time in my own head to figure out, okay, before like before this was one of the best, one of my favorite Doctor Who stories of all time, which is Genesis, or not, yeah, Genesis of the Daleks, happened right before this one. And I and so I spent a little bit of time while it's playing, like trying to, I had to stop it and like try to remember, mm-hmm. like, okay. And I don't quite recall why they got, uh, sent from Ark in space to here. I think they had used a transmat beam, and the transmat beam broke, or something. Well, and then they got I, sent to um, Santaran experiment. I think happens right after Ark in space, which was like that two-parter with the Santarans. Yes. And then That's after right. that, there may have been an episode in between that and Genesis. That anyway, it doesn't. It didn't, it didn't matter. Um, it's a little confusing to understand the whole deal that they're in the past. But they're on the Ark, what becomes the Ark, but the TARDIS yeah. is on, is ahead of them in the future and is set to materialize there. But the TARDIS is is anchored to the ship, even because the ship is moving in space, even so much Anti. at the end, they, they, they are about to go into the planet and they have to like do that pull-up move, which was very exciting. I, I have mm-hmm. some issues. The, my only issue sure. with this story was the end, and we can get into that. Yes. But then also the TARDIS appears, so it's like... I guess it's not it's not a point in time and space that it's going to. It's going to the Ark. Because wherever sure. the Ark goes, it's going to appear. It's not anywhere near... I mean, it doesn't make any sense. That right, right, right. It wasn't in that exact... No, it's like locked onto it. And they even say, like, they redid the walls. Or they said right. something like, in the future, this is now a, a door to the kitchen. And we could really open up this place with... Um, whatever. I thought it yeah, was love, fun. I thought lighting. the acting was, was great. I loved the gold dust people. Even though some of the masks or whatever were a little uh, wonky, but I liked I liked the infighting within them. I liked the different levels. It reminded me a lot of Planet of the Apes, um, where mm. you have like the 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 different species in that. You know, you had they look different. Like there was the the general guy who was like, "I'm going to free the people, and we're stuck here, and we should be trading our gold." Versus like the elders, uh, and they're they're sort of. Um, Whatever I don't know I don't know. I don't remember the guy's name. Do you remember the guy's name? 
No. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I liked all but of that Boris stuff. I thought Tyrion. that was very interesting. I thought the stuff that was happening on the um, Beacon was very interesting. And the, everything that the doctor said was was just funny. There were so many dead mannequins. Dead mannequins oh, as man. far okay, as the so eye could see. So like that was you, ridiculous. When you so, see, like, the dead bodies everywhere, they're clearly mannequins. And occasionally yes. a real person in the front of the frame. When they had to do a close-up. Yeah, you had to do yeah. a close-up. I was like, look yeah. at all these dead mannequins. I honestly, at first... So, the story starts off with Harry, Sarah Jane, and the doctor spinning around in space doing like skydiving yes, yes and then they materialize yes. someplace you don't know where it is yet and i don't know what's happening i thought was this like the leisure hive they're just out there in space doing well, like what, yeah era, like was a relaxation where they at a spa thing and one of the the activities that day is spinning around to the vacuum of right. space and that's why i, I wanted to watch and Super i probably weird. should have the very end of nope. revenge or uh, you can Genesis never of the go back i know i didn't go never back. go back because I was like, forward. why are they floating? Like, it was such a weird moment. It opens up. Yes. It's like, what? And then I was like, I'm so dialed into this show at this point because this is how it, excuse me, how yeah, it started. It was a great, it was a great way to start it. And then there's the, oh, then the, the, the time ring that was the thing that, that allowed them to do that. And yes. The little yes, trick, yes. the gag, Gary, Harry, Harry, Gary, whatever his name is. Harry goes to grab it and uh, it disappears. Anyway, that was kind of cool. So then they immediately, you know, find a dead body, slumped over, go through in the corridor, and there's mannequins everywhere. And at this point, because oh, that's, things that, are okay. so bonkers at yes. this moment, I don't know if they're if they are mannequins. Like in the story, if they're mannequins, I'm like, did everyone get petrified? And ter- like, no, you it have was to, so it, obviously bad. And at the same time, the story was starting off so strange. I couldn't tell what I was supposed to be believing. Right. And it was definitely it was, like, I felt like it was on the cheap kind of, although there was a lot of different locations. So I shouldn't say that because yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. whole gold planet was very It fantastic. stands out because the rest of it was so good on on the whole. I mean, yeah. yes. But it's like the arc stuff. It's like, oh, we're just going to use the arc in space. Set, right. And they're we have all it here. Work Let's out. just they do that. They shoot them back to back. Or I don't know if they did that. That's, but yeah, that's when you exactly brought up right. the time ring, then I remembered, okay, yeah, I think they, at the end of... Ark in space. It was like a broken transmat. Then they get sent down to the Centaurans, and then they end up uh, with the genesis of the Dalek thing, and they get the time ring from the Daleks, right? I think and that's what he uses to try to get them back, get and it just yeah. it miscalculates, and he's too early in time. But uh, yeah, that that was that was so 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 good, and I like the the old woman that gets killed mm-hmm. on the the planet, the the hidden the Bogon, planet. Yeah. Yep. Although. Wh- why the the Cybermen are afraid of gold, right? So we know, we yes. know this. So they're they're, they're, they're out yes. for revenge, hence the title, to destroy this planet because it has a lot of gold. Sure, there's gold other places, but this but this is this is this oh, means something. This is, and I think yeah. we missed the episode or the story where they had fought this planet before, right? Because they mentioned this war, like we had yeah, yeah, fought yeah. them, and then we're pretending we're dead because of the Cybermen, and yes, this is I don't know if there is necessarily an actual filmed TV story okay. about but it, but they have history. I think this is in the right. right. There's, there's, a history. there's there's a history there, uh, yep. but for some reason, all the way at the end, when the Cybermen are invading the Gold Planet, they're mm-hmm. not using gold dust against the Cybermen. They're just getting wiped right. out. It looks like they're just using regular. Laser guns. I'm like, come guns, on, dudes. Yeah. Just use the just use the freaking gold. You got gold. Your whole planet is gold. To the point where Harry and uh, Sarah Jane were shackled 
in gold. Yeah, in gold. Shackles. That like they, everything it was kind of malleable. Their they talked about cars were it. made of gold. Everything's made of gold. Yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't just right. use gold weapons. And I don't, on the other side, don't know why if Cybermen know that this is the thing that they are susceptible to, upgrade. I don't know. Yeah, put you an can, air you filter can figure in out there. that upgrade. It feels put like they could get the around chest. this whole gold thing. Um, yeah. But the, what started this sort of rambling session of mine was the old woman sure. gets killed. She's killed mm-hmm. by one of those silverfish cyber slug things, right? In the beginning? Or no. is she? No, she was killed she was by shot. one of. She was shot by. She the, was shot by their yeah, own yeah. people. Yes. Yes. That murder <clears throat> is it happens, but it, then it doesn't have a lot of weight to the story i mean it, it starts with right. their political thing but he but we don't know at that time when we see it no. happen we don't have any idea who it is who killed her why she was calling what she was worried about that there were any either any factions going on and then they kind of wrap that up and like we got to bury this body and and she was just scared about your plan like right okay. so it was so an introduction I... it was just a weird way to you know i i say this a lot but <clears throat> so many of these stories almost every story practically um, the stakes are always people dying, and there's just a lot, a lot, a lot of people dying always. And this story has a lot of them. I mean, a lot of people head trauma again. The, right on, people get hit with rocks. You got people hit, getting hit with rocks. Oh, that you get rock people blowing range. themselves up. <laughs> you get people getting shot at. Um, it's just a, a huge body count. Plus, not to mention the quote unquote plague that killed all the people on the on the beacon too. It's just. Right, and speaking of the beacon, that wasn't always the case. Yeah. But. Speaking of the beacon, in the beginning, when when the eventually the doctor and uh, Sarah, Sarah Jane and mm-hmm. Harry uh-huh. meet the two remaining people on the beacon, uh, or mm-hmm. th- there's three. There's the the proto Turlo. When those two guys run down the hallway, I've never seen anyone hold a gun the way they do. It's almost like purses, like they're holding purses and uh... they're shooting their sonic vibrators. But it's like a weird. <laughs> It's like a weird way of running. Didn't the running seem odd to you? Like they oh, never there were so many things that were odd. They never that didn't. held a gun before. It was it was just very strange. Well, I mean, it is to be fair in our future, and that's just how people hold guns in the future, right? Oh, and then I have a, his the the Cyberman comm device looks like a big ass Odyssey too. Now I don't remember. I wrote that down, but I don't remember the Cyberman comm device at this point. Was oh, this is what like Proto Yeah, I think the Proto Turlo. Um, he oh had, yes, yes, you're right. Yes, he had his, yes. his James Bond spy gadgets, which so, is okay. the biggest so thing you've hey, ever wait, seen in wait. your life, and he keeps yes. it in the drawer. <laughs> but so he keeps this big ass thing with all of its wires in the bottom drawer because no one will ever look there. Right. But then he also has like a hairbrush that has a secret compartment yes. in it. So, they, so why have some things that are like James Bond? <laughs> James Bond spy devices, and then a big drawer marked "Do not look." Nothing in here, right? Why the, not everything? Just, like, and and because none of this stuff works anyway. So why not just have the little it, thing is all you right. need? Why did they yeah. add that second like giant? Didn't need Odyssey it, but it did too. look like, it did look like unless it was too. a tie-in. Could have been a tie-in to sell. Some Odyssey I, yeah, systems. right, right. It was all about selling Odyssey systems. I love when Sarah Jane uh, gets sort of in, uh, wrapped up in that space documentary. Like they're they're watching. She was really <laughs> into sudden, it right before. I think it's the cliffhanger of the first episode yeah, uh, where the silver yes, thing is about to attack her. Yes, but she's like <laughs> she like catches it out of the corner. She's like, oh, what what is it? And then all of a sudden she's sitting down and she's on episode six. She, 
<laughs> hours have gone by. She realizes what's happened. <laughs> it's she's watching. It. Uh, yeah, and they kept playing. You could hear clips of what they were talking about. It was the most boring thing <laughs> in the world, and she was just fascinated. I don't know. She's just getting tired of being stuck on a. I just love this show so much, and I love like, when the silverfish. What are those things called? They're mites. Cybermat. Cybermat. When the cybermat uh, is running around, so it kills. So we start the story. I guess we should start at the beginning. Sure. We start the story where we're on the um, Ark in Space, which is now uh, a beacon. Beacon. I can't remember. Beacon. That's um, cool. There are at least two guys that are sort of in charge of the thing. There is a calm person who's running. He's well, there's sort of, three. There's three guys. Yeah, there's, at first, there's, there's the two there's good the, guys. Then there's the, the calm person. No. And then there's the civilian. Yes, there's right? three, three crew members. Yeah, three crew members. The, like the agent. leader, his second in command, this calm guy. This? We can keep. Do I keep on this for a while? Yeah, How I want to talk about it. And then also the rich Turlow guy. So yes. the the Sorry. calm guy is setting is talking to freighters and letting them know that there's stay away. There, stay away. We're, we've got some kind of virus or whatever. But the the reason why they can't leave or evacuate is because of this asteroid. Now, can't they just give the coordinates to someone else and leave and just save the people? <laughs> like, nope, they got to stay Earth here. Central Command said, nope, they got to stay there. They're not supposed to tell anyone, and they're not allowed to leave. It just seems like... It seems like a lot a for... A lot for... Yeah. You could for just put up a couple pylons around it and... Yeah, unless it's like an alien... Uh, secret corporation. They're aware of the gold, oh. and then they—they're actually—and then the real ship's going to come and mine the crap out of the gold planet after the doctor leaves. Possible. I'm not sure it's saying that's happening, but it could be like their secret directive uh, for this. Okay. So, so wh- wh- why did they even bring this up? I don't remember why I even brought it up. Oh, so they're there. Say, right. oh, the cyber mats. Yes. So when the doctor finds this guy and he's like, he's he's almost Puncture dead. Wounds. Maybe we could save him. We can't save him. So there's like a little bit of hope for him, but he's he's going to die. And then the doctor just sprinkles some dust on him. That was my favorite part where the, the thing died. He kills him with like some powder. He didn't, yeah. Maybe it's gold dust. They don't say it's gold dust at no, that I point, but so. I guess Not the doctor's point. got gold uh, stuff in his pockets. We see sure. a half-chewed apple at one point. And the jelly babies. Yeah, some and jelly babies. Go. That was funny. Um, but I was just wondering, like, what is the powder? But it takes him out, and he's just like throwing powder. It reminds me of that Dave Chappelle uh, stand-up where he's talking about sprinkling crack on, on people when the police are arresting him. Just sprinkle some crack on him. So he, he sprinkled some crack on that Cyberman. And he was out. Yeah. I liked the effect of the glowing um, like veins that were going over the people's faces. Yes, that was they cool. Were, that looked really good. That, that was looked surprisingly cool. good in the way that it... Uh, worked out yeah so they the the doctor immediately realizes it's not a plague these uh people are getting something's happening to them again but it seems pretty much right away that he knows that it's cybermen yeah Um, and in this story too or this the timeline of doctor who the cybermen should be defeated right and everybody knows about them so like even the crew at, when they, when the Cybermen come up, I think the doctor's like, it's Cybermen. And he's like, no, the Cybermen have been wiped out. So there must have been a big Even ages ago, thing though, that they, happened. It's like they think it's like it's it's so ancient history that's almost mythology at this point. But, yeah, yes. they, they think they've been completely wiped out. And what is the uh, – this is a question, a general question. Because sure. I know in the newer Who stories, the Cybermen are made from organic parts that are converted, in, and I think that's a new invention of new Who. Is so, it? I don't, I don't know. That's what I'm asking. I don't know so, either. like, I don't. Are these Cybermen <clears throat> just built from parts? 
And they're completely non-organic? It is interesting. I, I was kind of wondering if someone... And is it an AI? Or cyber like, what, leader, what is which is... I guess this is the first story where the term cyber leader is used, but... Is that the um, black hat? Yeah, the black hat guy. I... Keeps making reference to how they're superior to animals, to animal beings, whatever. So it kind of did make me think, like, oh, are they entirely cyber, I guess, inorganic robots? Um, but I mean, this is the thing I, I said. I think even the last story that we talked about with the Daleks, that there's, you know, very much the same thing. Daleks take over organic matter and turn them into machines in order to be a supreme race. Cybermen, at least in New Who, take over organic matter to create machine race and take over everything anyway um yeah i don't know that's a really uh, great question and if we did our research we could yeah, it's fine, that it's, it's, fine. But we're it's, gonna, it's all fine we're not gonna and, that's and, our promise and to you tom baker has a great reading of the uh line sabotage uh which i thought yeah. was very good which i can't remember how he read it i just wrote i want to go I back i love Speaking how of, baker says sabotage and I, then it how tom baker says everything yeah. when they're oh he's so they good. first land in the in the aft section of the beacon <laughs> And they're trying to make their way to the front because uh, I think maybe the, the TARDIS is going to appear in the control room in the front and it's locked. So he's using a sonic device in order to open the door and he has to reach his arm through the the um, bulkhead to get to the controls. And he says, stop the door so it doesn't uh, oh, yes, my yes, arm yes, off. Yes, yes. I don't want to lose my arm. I'm rather, to, rather, I'm rather attached, attached to, to it, it, which is funny. And then there's a tag on it. It's quite handy. Yeah. There's a tag. Like, that's funny. That's And his delivery... No one can. Yeah, and, and it's that. like, and I don't know how much is ad libbed, if any, or how much is from the script, but he always has the best quips and the best delivery of those things. It's always absurd. He never comes and, across and as throwaway. a jerk. They're just such throwaway, and they're so good. He, and him and Sarah God, Jane are so good together. Yeah. Like that scene when, when uh, so Sarah goes back. This is all the way to the end. We're just all the end. All the yeah, way. I know where you're going. She goes back to try to save him and not realizing he's not on there. And then he goes back to save her, and she just grabs mm-hmm. him and says, like, I missed you or something. Right? Did you? She said, what? Yes. She does, right? Did you? And then, yeah, yeah. And then, but they have this this nice moment, and there's like such a perfect chemistry between them that yeah. is not romantic. Nope. It is like pure respect and uh, friendship. Friendship. It's, yeah, that's. I mean, yeah. it's really like just so well done. And you talked about Harry. I I don't why not like do Harry. They, it, no, it but just, why do they not like Harry? They're mean to Harry. They're it's, so mean what's to the, him. Yeah, what the, the Tom Baker screams like Harry is an imbecile or something yes. at one point um, because he causes the... Oh, let's talk about the avalanche. Okay, the avalanche on. makes no real sense, right? So Proto, no. Turlo, and Harry are coming down <laughs> yes. in incline where they yes. hit a bunch of They're rubble. going into the center of the planet. The doctor yep. is coming up that same thing and, hit, and it's at the other side of the rocks. Sure. They start moving the rocks, which creates an avalanche, which yes. gravity should bring all of the rocks down to Tom Baker. Maybe. However, sure. the rocks Some. shoot upward, killing Proto Turlo. There and may have been a not quite extensive amount of rocks lo- falling. Maybe not just been one. But it, it might have how been are they? Whole... How are the rocks rolling uphill? The rocks thought Proto Turlo was a dick. <sighs> So like yeah. we're gonna take him out. That was the only. It was like okay, I guess there was a way to get rid of him, and they they do a lot. A lot of people just die. The um, yes. second I should have wrote anybody's name down, and I didn't. <laughs> the second in command guy that works at the um, beacon, he suicides himself. Uh, he commits suicide in a yes. grand act of selflessness. 
don't know if he needed to, uh, but he did because we're, but you, we're up against Cybermen. Uh, Harry and the Doctor try to overcome them with their gold yes, dust. It goes terribly get, wrong. Doesn't go well because they, they just had hand, hands full yeah, of, of dust. Yeah, they didn't they, have much of a plan. Well. And then they're like, "Nope." And then that guy just jumps off and pulls his uh, bolt Which, off and blows. Yeah, up. I mean, as soon as you saw the look on his face, you knew what he was going to do, and it, it does lead towards the new Who, especially um, you know, Twelfth uh, Doctor sort of era of like. Here's all the deaths, not just deaths that the doctor has caused, but the deaths that you've inspired other people to do. Like, this guy committed suicide. That becomes a theme later that all these people are willing to sacrifice their lives uh, to help the doctor. And it's just, it's yeah interesting to see how far back that goes. It's just a pattern that's been going on. In, and then speaking, forever. like, it, piggybacking on that, because I, you Please know, do. I, yeah, I love to piggyback. Uh, yep, you can't stop. It, in the sense that the doctor's kind of dark, when he's. In, when he controls the the cybermat and infects Proto Turlo, mm-hmm. and then he pretty much is like, you either die or you rough. tell us what we need to know. Like it's yeah. a it was a weird moment, and he's pretty cold. I mean, he's basically threatens the guy's life unless he yeah, says. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was you know, in uh, episode two. I was totally. Yeah, I, yeah. I wrote down the same thing. That was the fact that he was just threatening to torture him just to let him suffer until he gave him information. That was. Yeah, that seemed a little out of character for him. But Speaking of whether it's out of character, uh, literally like an actor who is terribly sick and dying, or if the sure. character was supposed to be terribly sick and dying, but one of the gold dust people is coughing most of the time. It's like this old guy. It's constantly, yeah, yeah. was that part of the story? Was he sick? Why? What? There was like right. a weird element that they had where it was like this old guy just constantly coughing. I'm like, he's got COVID, that poor guy. Poor guy. Yeah, I that I came know. so early before we kind of really knew what was going on. I thought, I guess, I just thought that was part of the plague that was going on, and they had it too. But you're right. Yeah, but that the pl- actually had no. Right, there in, is no plague. No, there is no plague, and it had no bearing on anything. No, else. he was just, he was just sick. an old guy. Yeah, it was just sick, and, and the union wouldn't let it him was, take a day off. It was cold and flu season um, on Vogon. And right. It, it happens, well, it gets people. very dry with all that gold dust. That's right. You should really yeah keep that um, humidity up. So. So one other thing I wanted to talk about was um, the glitter gun, right? So they talk about the yes. glitter gun being invented. I think the humans invented a it. gold glitter gun, yeah. which, I mean, happy Pride Month, everybody. That's just it, it, fantastic. It all lined it up. very it happy. Totally perfect. First off, yes, I have to get a glitter gun. But the second <laughs> sure. thing, it goes back to what I was complaining about before. Why don't the gold people have a freaking glitter gun? It worked They before. have the one thing that the Cybermen fear most Yes, and in the Cybermen walk all over them, which is another reason. Like their whole elaborate plan, they could have just landed on this asteroid, killed uh-huh. everyone, yeah, and then sent their Cybermats in to get, to plant the bombs if they wanted to blow. Like that could they worked. didn't really need the humans. Like they 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 say like we need humans to carry the bombs because when at that point in the story you're like oh there's gold everywhere it's poison it's tarp they can't go but on this not even they can't that. land on this thing but they right. do land on it and wage a war and win it handily like there's no no issues there's no issues for them at all so that was right. a little strange that would have been much better so when you go back and rewrite this and you have your own version of the novelization don't let them land on the planet cuz that's toxic yeah like it, gold dust in the air 
Sure. Right. Could have but killed for them. some That's reason, they land on it, and it, it's fine. They're, fine. Um, they're totally fine. They use their, their head guns, which yeah, I thought. Have we gold? seen that before, by the way? What's Did that? Cybermen have head guns? Not that I remember, but it's I don't certainly that possible either. we did. I mean, like, because sure, we, we did. We don't watch things closely, we don't, so. We don't do. We haven't done that many Cybermen, Cybermen stories. Movies. Like, I know we did the um, the one with. Uh, We've done Patrick Tomb of Trouton, the Cybermen. Tomb of the Cybermen. Yeah. Uh, we did. Let me look it up because I can't even remember. It's honestly not Our website's at all. down, so I can't look at it. Is it? Um. Yeah, so that, that was good. I mean, Sarah Jane on a mini speedboat. I love Sarah Jane. I loved her outfit, too. Like, everything about her is great. Uh, she's just the best. I don't know. I have anything else to say about Sarah Jane. Uh, but Harry, <laughs> what, what do you, like, aside from the doctor hating Harry, aside from whatever weird thing that they got going on, and there's always one character that's always, like, the problem. Do you like Harry? As a companion? I don't have any issue with him. He seems... I mean, he's definitely, at this point... He's a doctor, kind of, too, which of, I had forgotten yes, about. Yes, he's a Navy doctor. They don't He saw. Play out he, too he, well. he came right in right after the regeneration from three to four. Um, I had to go back and I didn't remember much of this guy at all. No, he, he's kind of doing the audience surrogate role where he's asking the obvious questions and doesn't quite get it. <laughs> there was one point where... He couldn't. He's like talking about what's going on, kind of restating the obvious, and he says something about the Vogons, and then he's like, and then this other race. What are they called again? Cybermen. Right, Cybermen. He can remember Vogons, but he can't remember Cybermen. Yeah. I, I kind of like, like that part okay. though, because he ca- right sort of guy. catches you up, but then it's also like a lot of it is it's not taken all that seriously. You realize it's yeah. kind of silly. I mean, but Sarah is just mean to him from the very beginning, and I thought when it first happened, I was like, oh. I must have just missed something. There must have been something that was going on. But they keep doing it. And then the doctor gets in on the act. And they're just plain mean to him. When he's trying to, when Harry's trying to break the shackle that's on Sarah Jane, she's just, I mean, they're both kind of brats at each other yeah, a little bit. for some reason. I don't, yeah, whatever. It's he fine. actually it's has pretty near. good ideas. And then she, yeah, yeah. yeah he, I mean, he's the one that comes up with the fact that we can use the rocks to to break it but yeah she's not having any of it and i'm i'm trying to remember back to those other episodes and i feel like it's always been that way they're also yeah. he's sort of I mean, this stuffy navy doctor i'm not even sure how i don't remember how he got stuck with them but i think it was by accident yeah yeah right right and, and, he, and he got got called in for unit and then yeah i think right and then they they landed on the ark in space they had to right. do whatever then they right. lost the tardis so that's why he's sort of been with them and the idea i think is they will get the TARDIS, and then they and will then get him home. Get him home, but although it <laughs> ends with um, a new mission, right? They get a. They have to go to Earth. They got to go to Earth uh, because they. So maybe know, he can get him. But maybe he can get off. Uh, uh, the Cybermen. They, I didn't realize they had those little teardrop tattoos uh, for everyone they've killed. Do you notice that they have the yeah, little? Yeah, I yeah. guess that's always been in the design, but I never really noticed it till now. There's a whole scene where you can see them getting those tattoos. Where yeah, just and they, they say their victims' names. They have crab. to say their names when they do it. <laughs> Um, uh, we did, the, did back to pause you, pause Dan. Oh. We'd only done Tomb of the Cybermen and Attack of the Cybermen, and Attack of the Cybermen is a, a Colin Baker story. So we really haven't done any. This is our th- only our third Cybermen story and the second Cybermen story in a linear timeline. So we don't know a lot about their their makeup, their history. We what don't plan you? to learn. Go on, Dan. Go on. I want to, I want to talk about um, Proto Turlo. Yep. Um, I, so the doctor goes into his quarters, suspects that he must be the guy that's uh, knows what's going on here. 
Um, this is before he threatens him with uh, torture. Uh, it goes into his quarters in order to get some information. He sees the, the hairbrush, figures out that you know yep. that it's a compartment, and immediately looks in the bottom drawer marked "Do Not Look mm-hmm. Private." Finds it. Uh, finds all the stuff. Hides under the uh, bed. Proto Turlo is coming back, so he hides under the bed. And then I love this. Proto Turlo decides to take like car battery jumper cables and stick it to the yes. metal floor <laughs> yes. so that everything's electrocuted. Yep. Which is freaking amazing. I so the He's doctor like totally has to play the floor is lava in yep. order to get from countertop to countertop, jumps onto the cabinet door, swings <laughs> around to the other side <laughs> like some Nickelodeon uh, kids game show. It was great. I yeah. really enjoyed that. Later, the commander and his second in command come to... Uh, get the guy because they they realize yeah he knows he's a double agent kind of whatever coming in and they say looks like he left in a hurry not commenting on the fact that there's like scorch marks all over everything <laughs> yeah, in the a, room it's a hot mess in there but <laughs> it had been not filled the with the acrid smoke but like oh I guess he had to go quickly <laughs> that's how I leave a hotel room um, so yeah, that, that was fun that part I, was th- great this guy's he, he was an interesting character the fact that he was so you know his loyalties become revealed as you as you're watching this at first it looks like he is helping the cybermen but really he's double so he's like a triple agent he's he is he uh, to the people running the beacon he's just a like exogeologist kind of whatever uh working there but really then he's working for the cybermen but no 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 really he's working for the bogons in order to screw them over and but he's really the worst person because you have to assume he's working with the cybermen whoever would have paid him but he he he's he had to deal with them that there would only yeah. be four people remaining, right? Three to carry the bomb and him to so get his reward. Plan. So they killed the entire crew, and he watched the entire crew yes. get killed. So he's pretty much a a murderer. He's not a great guy. He's not a good guy. Yeah. Um, which is which is good. But then they pretty much, I guess I guess there is no like uh, worrying about him dying. Like it's like literally Harry right. just pushes his eyes down and that was fine you're right right he's he's he can go and and no one can really shed a tear over him they'll still put a tear tattoo yep of course that's Um, why the next episode harry has one harry has like why and he can't talk about it and harry's taking credit for the death but he didn't really kill him just let him go um yeah so right and that's around the same time that 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 harry's gonna take off the suicide Vest that's on the doctor, and that's why the doctor calls. Vest. And I love, really... I loved that. I loved that. Yes, I like this. The really like the story elaborate because that, that's like a cool thing, and and you can't take the thing off or it's going to go off. And the Cybermen are like, I think their plan was pretty good to say we're, you're going to live if you do this. So at least they they and everyone knows the, they're not. Yeah, they know they're not. But at least sure. they would sort of force you to do this thing thinking that right. you're going to get something out of it. Super elaborate plan. I thought that was cool. Really, it really should have just been a, a whole team of Cybermats carrying the bomb down, but that, that's fine. Um, but so the doctor gets knocked, on the, gets knocked on the head with that the cave-in. Um, he's laying there unconscious. Harry comes, um, is going to take off the, the vest, to, to I guess to help him like do CPR or whatever he's going to do, uh, take that off of him. The doctor wakes up. He's like, don't take us, don't, don't take it off. Were you going to take this off? Yeah. Then he says that that uh, Harry Sullivan is an imbecile. Yeah. How is Harry supposed to know? He never would have known. He was trying to help him. That was just mean for no, no it was reason. Mean for no reason. But it was. It very didn't funny. say like clearly on the handle. Yeah. Do not, do not remove or. No, nothing. Yeah. Oh, remove boy, in Harry, case I of depression. It did not say that. 
Bad guy. Um, but speak going sticking with that thing. So the the Cybermen Go strap them with the suicide vests. Yep. And say we're going to watch where you go. Yes. So you got to go to this thing, to the center of the thing, and plant these devices, and then we're going to let you go. And while they're going, at one point, there's the three of them, and the doctor says to the commander, I think, you keep going, right. so they think we're still going, and because me and the other guy are going to go the other way. Yep. But they would be tracking them. Now, in the story, the Cybermen are like, we've lost contact with them, so they can't see the dots on the screen. But right. the doctor wouldn't really know that. He said that, though. He does before he says that. He he says, I think that blah, 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 because we're in the Right. So if they blah, can't blah, track where the things are going, what difference does it make if the guy goes to the center? Yeah. How are they tracking it and not tracking? Because they know to the minute how far they are. The well, Cybermen are like one eight point. minutes away from... The Cybermen say that at that point they can't discriminate individual dots, but they can see where they are. So maybe well, with one guy moving in one direction, the other one's like the the little blue circle on your map that very, shows where the person is. The, the the ring gets. It's big. fine. It's 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 not a it's not a big deal. I just like you know at that point just all three of you guys stick together. Can't believe you're picking holes fine. in this no, story. It's that great. Make it, any was, sense. it was a lot of fun. Doesn't I really make any did sense. like it. I thought it was good. Sarah Jane, you know, sneaking back onto the beacon and kind of um, doing this whole stealth uh, sequence, trying to listen to, listen to in on what's going on, and, mm-hmm. and she knows that the rocket's going to be sent up to try to blow up the cyber ship, and they even say at some point, um, if she blabs to them or something to that effect, that uh, it's going to ruin everything, and she blabs to them, but it doesn't ruin everything. Um, the cyber leader and cyber squad catch the doctor when he comes back to the beacon to try to save Sarah. And they just decide to tie them up again yeah. and let the let the beacon crash into the planet. It, it had a very Austin Powers like sharks with laser beams uh, yeah. moment. Like just kill them. It's fine. I know, but I, I because yes. they're so no, like they're not supposed to be these emotional things where it's like yeah we're gonna make you suffer and watch your watch the impending doom and you're gonna have this you know. Five minutes of oh, terror yeah, before he's you actually die. Like they don't a, care. Just kill him. An evil genius. He's like, it's the most wonderful explosion in the world, and you'll have front row Weird. seats. It's so unnecessary. I was fine I mean, with that, though. I mean, that's I, the it, kind of, like, uh, hokey adventure kid serial stuff. Right. That, but it's the same thing as, like, any any sitcom where, if, you know, two characters had just been honest with each other yeah, no, for, like, five right. seconds, the whole plot's gone. It's the same sort but of thing. But like it's, like, hard to hard to differentiate the Cybermen from the Daleks in the sense of, like, are they both? Because the Daleks would just execute you, right? I mean, that's always the way right. I read them. So maybe the Cybermen have more of a personality and more of... They were it's literally a revenge like story, crazy, so though. it's revenge of the Cybermen, so maybe, you know, they do But it wasn't get... revenge on the Doctor. It was revenge on yeah, everyone who stopped them in their last attempt to take over the... It doesn't matter. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fine. Um, I just needed to make a note that the Cyberman ship looked like a dildo. Um, what else we got? <laughs> oh, so the, the rocket... Oh, the rocket thing. That, yeah, so the ending off is, is... Okay, go, from, go on. Go yeah, on. no, it's... So the Vogons have this plan where they have a, a rocket that they're, they've been preparing. Um, it has a, a warhead that they've never been able to test so that they have to get onto it. And the test will be, let's just see if it works. And uh, they finally, it just takes forever over a couple episodes for them to get it ready. And like, oh, we're going to run out of time. And finally, they, they, it takes off. And it's stock footage of the Saturn V NASA rocket um, launching, which apparently has been used throughout Doctor Who yeah. many, many times. It was just 
so ridiculous that didn't. that was the, we didn't really need to see that that, did, that it could have been a minute you out of it it really did they had so many miniatures throughout this they could have just done one more you would think um especially considering the amount of money they saved on reusing a set from the previous uh literally the previous story in production they just kept the same set from right uh, the yeah. the the ending I felt got very sort of hokey. Um, so the 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 whole plan is the uh, Proto Turlo works with the mm-hmm. Cybermen. He's going to sort of lure them into the uh, beacon. Then meanwhile, he's working with Gold Dust Woman uh, and and his Gold crew, and they are building a rocket so once all the cybermen are on the uh, beacon they're going to destroy the cybermen freeing them of the only thing that can kill them i guess i mean lots of people can kill them especially if a planet of gold they seem like a big target cybermen aside but this is going to sort of free them and they're going to be allowed to trade with people and and show their face and all that crap right Uh so by the end Things go wrong because the rocket's not ready and the Cybermen are there too early and all of their planning. They didn't figure out to have the rocket ready. So, right. whatever. You so, the uh, leader of the Gold Dust Woman Brigade, he dies. And now nobody on the planet knows how to drive the rocket. Right. Somehow the doctor, <laughs> doctor knows, does. like, oh, the one on the left is going to do this. must be the one on the left. The one on the right. And then the, the commander grabs it, and he's not only able to turn it away from the uh, arc, yep. but hit the space dildo, right? <laughs> it's like, so he does, he's yeah. he's like very good. Like, it's, an, it's very a moving good thing. and. It, I just felt like at that that part, I just felt was dumb. Like, why not just have someone on the planet? Maybe they, I trained once with him. I'm not sure I can do like something. Right, right, right. It could have came from them instead of the doctor. You still have tension of it. The doctor knows where the controls are and what. That was like okay. That's a little. That's a little much. And then it (laughs) it goes from like one extreme to another. Like it's like there's there's this moment and now there's now the doctor has to do the same essentially the same thing with the crashing right thing although that i did the... i did like the moment when harry was like oh. hi uh yeah sorry to bother you but are you guys aware that you're still like uh, heading towards us and sarah jane's like yeah you idiot the doctor's right. just pulling a lever out of the wall that says like uh over emergency break <laughs> <laughs> the uh the effect where the beacon is heading towards the planet and it's getting closer and closer two things you see the video (laughs) screen where you see the uh beacon coming at the planet from their point of view and it's zooming in but the star field behind it's also zooming in Mm -hmm. so it's just it it was so horrible effect it looked really really bad but anyway there's that but then as the the from the doctor's point of view when they're on the bridge of the beacon and it's coming at the planet the miniature they use of the planet spinning is basically just like a log. <laughs> you can see the wind. It just looks so bad. Yeah. It was really, really horrible. It, they just put a whole bunch of like uh, paper mache on a basketball and just spun it. And that was the planet coming at them real fast. I don't it know if they so re-released this. Uh, I don't know if they re-released this story on DVD and, and enhanced the effects or anything. But Let's like watching not. this, you're like, clearly we're watching the one that went out in, in the 70s. Because there's, yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. there's no there's no question. There's so many. Like the highs and lows of the uh, the, the effects. Like 
Yeah. It looks horrible and I love it. So, I mean, effects that, aside, fine. effects aside, I thought the settings were re- or the set decorations were really good on the yeah. planet. Like the caves were really interesting, all yep. that exterior stuff. Very that elaborate. Yeah. And the way that they had like the weird symbols carved into the walls of the gold dust people. Funny notes. All of that stuff was cool. Looked like Apparently. Alistair Crowley black magic yeah, yeah. stuff well, going on. Keep going with that. It actually, uh, from what I, the tiny amount of reading I did, yeah. um, that prop that was used for the symbol mm-hmm. ends up being the Seal of Rassilon. Oh, later. look at they that. They just reuse it. That's kind of fun. But like, uh, yeah, they didn't want to put the, all that work to waste, and uh, that's that's cool. how you do it. I would like to show. see. It in, yeah, I don't know if these people. Uh, what are they? Called? What are the race called? I can't keep calling Vogons? them gold dust women. The Vogons. I like Vogons. I hope gold that they are. They in other stories? Do you know? Gold dust woman. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to know. Okay. I don't know. Enough. I mean, but maybe I mean, we'll see them again. Maybe we. Who won't. knows? Well, can't, I think uh, I can't tell you. I think we covered everything. Dan, do you have anything else on this, or should we get to what the people said? Uh, wait, I'm we just did, looking to get see real quick. Pros for TV events. No, uh, nope. It looks like they're just in um, some stories, some uh, uh, pro stories. No more yeah. TV well, episodes for the Vogans. Vogans. Uh, no, I think that's it. Everything, uh, yeah, super fun show. Loved it. Very good. Don't know very why they very hit entertaining. I found it to be, you know, not the best. I mean, it's following what is probably one of the best classic Who stories. My phone's going off. Uh, Genesis <laughs> of the Daleks. So it's like you can't – it's hard to top that anyway. So I feel like uh, expectations are so high going into this. I can see why people are like for the last you know, story of the Baker's first season, maybe it's not great. We don't know a lot of Cyberman stories. Right. So in as far as Cyberman story goes, maybe it's a weaker one. I don't know. We've only done three. And to me, it was totally fine. It wasn't – uh, you know the greatest, but I was entertained. It was from fun. Start it was. To I mean, anytime you get to spend with uh, Tom Baker at the height of what he's doing with the Doctor, because this just felt like such a good Tom Baker story with Sarah yeah, he's Jane. Always great. It's gonna be fun. Um, he's always funny. He's just very funny, and I love his, hum- his sense of humor. And he has that smile that sort of disarms everything, even if everything. he says something kind of mean. You get that. What do you think pocket about gags? Such a Doctor thing. This Doctor. When he's being taken uh, with the bomb strapped to him uh, by our Cyberman down to Vogon, he t- goes to the transmat and he's just uh, yo-yoing the entire time. Does that yeah. strike you? I mean, like it is such a quintessential Fourth Doctor thing to do. Um, it was almost, and I and I realized like this is us looking at it years and years and years after the fact, but it felt like almost a caricature of something the Fourth Doctor would do. But I guess that's where it's coming from. It's just him there being nonchalant and just being silly. Um, Anyway, just love that guy. Two pieces. Uh, yeah, I have nothing else to bring up. Nothing but, else. Uh, I know people thought differently than we did. Uh, I can start reading some feedback unless you have something it. else. All right, this comes from uh, Christops P, uh, who wrote writes uh, over our Instagram, which is T-O-D-W show. Oh. Revenge of the Cybermen, not that good. <gasps> this was Baker's dun, dun, first dun. season and included the brilliant arc in space along with the return of the Centaurans and Daleks. This was supposed to be 
the OMG, the Cybermen are back finale, but it just doesn't do it. And then there's that weird Cybermen strangle the doctor, and he goes, oh, and he goes all floppy scene. We we mentioned that. So at the end, the Cybermen grab the shoulders of the and doctor gives him a violent and start violently massaging him. What violent was massage. that? I don't that know. Was I, I forgot weird. about that. And yes. Yeah, that's what he's referencing. And yes, weird. I don't. And but even like the doctor when he's looking up, it's just it's such a ridiculous moment. And I don't know how it ended up in the show. It's just so yeah. weird. It's a very weird very thing. Strange. But yes, I, I'm, I'm thank you for bringing that up because that's worth mentioning. All right. Well, it sounds like Christops is not a fan, and it makes sense. Again, it, there's a lot of stellar stories in this in Baker's first season, so. Uh, I could see it being a disappointment. I still found it to be entertaining. It was super fun. I mean, we just uh, told you why we think that. Yeah, Um, yeah, but that seems to be kind of an outlier because the uh, other feedback we got about this story was pretty much um, all positive. Good. Um, Just a little bit of um, feedback here. Misfit Scully says on Twitter, that's at T-O-D-W show, uh, Revenge has one of my favorite lines in all of Doctor Who. Harry Sullivan is an imbecile. Yes, yes. That, which is great. Um, they go on to say it was the first story to be released on video with a cover that has an Earth Shock Cyberman, the wrong logo, and a picture of Tom Baker not from Revenge. Uh, it's still great, and remember uh, and remembers queuing to buy it. Um, and then um, Hare the Hound uh, replies to that with the two different video covers: um, the original one uh, that Mister Scully is referencing with all the weird things included in it and then a later one um i guess revised version of that which is kind of fun uh paul paranoid says this story has a special place in my heart as a kid i could only satisfy my love of the show reading the novelizations and slightly psychedelic doctor who annuals this story captures that birthday cake spirit somehow it's not great but it's fun and with memorable set pieces that sounds almost exactly how you feel eric that it was a solid story not one of the best ever but Absolutely yeah. solid. To- totally, I would uh, I would watch it again. I did watch yeah. it again. Again, I, this is something I half remember. Apparently, so. you did. I like um, it. Let's see. Uh, from our Gmail, that's the old Doctor Who show at gmail dot com. Um, Con- uh, Conrad wrote to us, uh, Eric and Dan. Uh, Revenge of the Cybermen doesn't get much love from Who fandom, but while it is a bit shonky, I like that term, shonky. Right. And I, I would have point some- out just because you reference him as Hare of the Hound. On Twitter, this is oh, yes, same person. Conrad here. Uh, I have a soft spot for it mainly because this is the first season of Who I watched uh, at age four. The Cybermat attacking Sarah Jane absolutely terrified me, and I still love the Cyberman headgun. Yeah, headgun, did you mention that? I, it must be the first time. It, it was really interesting. Anyway, um, there was hardly any Who merchandise back in the day, so I absolutely treasured pictures of the Cybermen that came as free cards and boxes of Typhoo Tea. And the stand-up figure cards that came uh, with Weetabix cereal. Um, there's screenshots attached. This Maybe is great because we'll, we'll, I don't know we'll what these on the show page. things are. I know uh, what Weetabix is, but I, I didn't don't. know about uh, the Typhoo tea. These are great. That's cool. Those, those are awesome. Uh, we'll put those on the show page. Um, oh, I would love Doctor to Who get show. Doctor Who trading cards from the 70s. 
Is that well, a thing I, I can find? I bet there's something. I bet there's something okay. I can find. Yeah, that's very cool. Keep, Thank keep you for sending those photos. Um, it was also it was one of the fir- very first Doctor Who stories to come out on VHS in '83. So many of us rewatched it endlessly and know every line. I still love the fact that gold is fa- fatal to Cybermen. It seems very British to have a race of <laughs> evil super robots that are susceptible to a bad allergy. Right, and that's the thing. Golden. And they do explain it that's at great. one point that he, the doctor's like, you know, gold is pure and it, it messes with the respiratory system. Right. But then it's It doesn't I corrode. Guess? It doesn't corrode and it messes with their respiratory How system. How and why? I yes, I wanted. I would like them to spend a full twenty-two minutes yeah. in a story just explaining the physiology. You are so good at technology; you can build yourself. You, you just we need build a ourselves. Filter, honestly, yeah, build a, wear a mask. Filter. People, yeah. all I'm saying is wear a mask. This is what happens when you don't wear a mask. You gotta wear a mask. Yep. Um, okay, so thank you for that one as well. I think that was the only other feedback. What on... about on uh, you went out through all of Twitter? That was it. There wasn't much, but okay. thank you guys for for responding to it. What uh, for those that did, um, I think we may have not read this from last time. Oh yeah, it's possible we did miss one. I am vamping here. Kind of remember wanna... that, uh, and I will edit this one down. Yep, you will. You will figure it all out. Come you on. will figure it all out. Figure it out. Figure it out. Figure it out. Oh yeah. So anyway, while Dan's doing that, if nope. you want to uh, write to us, there's always the old Doctor Who show at gmail.com. If you want to send us uh, Doctor Who cards from the 70s, you can send those to <laughs> P.O. Box 2131, Red Bank, New Jersey, 07701. That is our real post office box. We are on Twitter at T-O-D-W show. I said, I think before, Instagram, T-O-D-W show. We are not on Facebook. So if you are contacting us over facebook and it still happens occasionally i'll see someone's contacting us over facebook neither of us use it we don't and do honestly it. i'd recommend you not use it i realize uh, i sound like an idiot because i'm also saying we're using instagram and it's the same company but it's we're just different it's baby steps right we're yeah. uh, we're all making Wean ourselves off that we're slowly getting off of that and uh dan it sounds like you have what we need Yep. So um, going back to Curse of Peladon, the last story that we did, we did get some feedback after we recorded the show. And I just want to make sure we um, mentioned that as well. Uh, again, from Chris Dipspatic. Um, thank you, super fan. Uh, I understand you guys not being in anything approaching the Headspace to review the serial, uh, but it's unfortunate because Curse of the Peladon is one of my favorites in all of Doctor Who. The familiar form- format of a murder mystery played to the actor's strengths, and this story feels very solid at a time when adventures in space could get a little loose and haphazard. Of course, no one likes the squeaky one-eyed trouser snake that is Alpha Centauri, but I would count this among the serials I would use to introduce someone to Doctor Who. I liked, I liked Curse I of Pelican, liked, and I remember we both did. Would you use the third Doctor as someone, someone who hasn't seen any uh, classic Doctor Who? Would this be one of the ones you would use? Would any third Doctor be ones? I, I have a feeling you would probably introduce them to via Tom, Tom Baker. Baker. But th- I think I feel like that is a hundred percent rooted bias. in my own sure. bias. But and I, I feel like Pertwee for a lot of people is their Doctor. True. And, it, and every, everything else is sort of great, but maybe not as good. And I think that's true for everybody. I feel you like think there's a lot of people out there that are like, no, Colin Baker is my Doctor. Well, I, I was going to argue that. <laughs> I mean, I guess I, there are, but yeah, I mean, there actually yeah. are. I think I. I uh, talk to someone to once. Yep. Um, but I feel like, and this is just a generalization, yes. and maybe it's just because of the way it played in the West, but I feel like in the States, 
it's easier to make a connection to Tom Baker, and I think it's maybe through his humor or whatever, than it is John Pertwee. Because I feel like if you look at John Pertwee, sometimes there's a lot of the judo chops and the, mm-hmm. the 007, and some of that stuff feels a little bit dated. Uh, right. Where if you show someone, they're like, what is it? Where if you show someone Tom Baker, there's always something you can laugh at. That's not a dig on with Pert- that. I just feel like it's an easier sell for people in the States, anyway. I would agree, but it's also more uh, indicative of the show as a whole to show something that's not Pertwee because so much of his time was spent on Earth with Unit, yeah. which was a very yeah. different tone that had been set in the previous two Doctors and then any Doctors following that, where Tom Baker has stories that are all over the place and has has that range. I think Pertwee has the range, too. Most of the Doctors do, where he's able to turn on a dime between being deadly serious calculating cold and lighthearted and fun without ever being uh mean in the way that some of the other doctors can be um you know the going all the way back to hartnell where he's kind of this irascible old man who does eventually you see kind of where his heart is uh hearts are yeah um but that's there, I, there is one i would say like, i might even start sp- with okay. i would say spearhead from space which is a pertwee story yes. i think would be a pretty good a really introduction. good introduction to Doctor yeah. Who, classic Doctor Who, just because, from what I remember, that's the one where he like rolls out of the TARDIS, uh-huh. trans, yeah. uh the uh, regenerating, and yeah. you do sort of you meet unit people. There's a lot of stuff that explains what he is and why he is right. So th- that may be a good one. That's uh, very true with most of the regeneration stories as yeah. a, as a good entry point because then you do get filled in with some backstory of what's going on yeah. and. The you usually have a companion there who's never met the doctor before, so you get the whole you get that surrogate for you. Um, I might even say like McCoy is a great entry point to classic Doctor. Who, yeah, I think I what we're saying is you just show watch any anything, whatever you feel like showing them. The more people that watch uh, classic Doctor Who, the better the we better. are as a people. Yeah, uh, can't argue with that. That's yeah, science. We can't argue with that. I think that's it, Eric. We uh, covered yeah, everything. We covered it all, and we don't have any reviews, so uh, that's a sad oh, moment people, for us. But if you, you have not reviewed our show on iTunes or Spotify, Stitcher, I don't or, know if Spotify has reviews or they Stitcher. Have favorite, I think you have to favorite it or Google whatever. Play. Whatever, sure. we're all over the place. Leave us a review, and it's okay out of nowhere to just send a tweet out and 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 say, "Oh, I like this podcast. Maybe you will too." Uh, and that's it. Yeah, we won't be mad at you for doing that. You know, no, that's totally fine. Uh, but yeah, reviews are good because we get to read whatever you write on air. And it gives us something to talk about. Yay! Yay! Um, coming for up us. next, we have Four to Doomsday. That yeah, is which is uh, supposedly story. not a good one. Great. Well, we got uh, <laughs> Adric, Tegan, and Nissa, so this is going to be fun. Uh, Adric's, or Adric? Really? Remember him? Yeah, he's in that one. Yeah, it's going to be great. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so that's Ford Doomsday, which I believe is a very early Davison one, right? I think it's within his first season. So it'll be interesting. It's a four-parter, Eric. Yep. It's going to be great. Cool. Um, so then until uh, until next time. Yeah, that's on July 15th. So you have until now and July 15th to watch it. So thanks, everybody. Okay. All right. Thanks, everyone. We did it. Peace. We did it. We're... We're awesome. Wear a mask. Yeah. What he said. All right, we're good. Let's go to that Trump rally.
Shatter your illusions of love.